Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yotis B. Sport of Time. We're back. I've got John with me. Hi, John. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, we should have uh, Chicken Fingers joining us uh, in, a, in a little bit. We'll see if he uh, if he pops his head into the <laughs> to the family Zoom channel. Um, okay, so I wanted to. I've scheduled this meeting, John. Yeah. Uh, so we can just talk only NBA. Oh. I just have so much NBA things in my brain and stuff I need to get off my chest and I was gonna just do some rants all by myself and you were kind enough to go no that's that's a terrible idea well, um so I, you're here to kind of keep me under control I believe is that I, right I was afraid for you I'm not gonna yeah. lie I was afraid <laughs> I was afraid of what might come out of your mouth if we just let you rant for 45 minutes about the NBA on your own because I mm-hmm. know Brandon I know what would happen if you you have heard me. You you listeners, all four of you that are still have this in your podcast feeds two mm-hmm. months after the last time we did one of these. You guys know what it's like when Brandon asks me one question about something, let, let's say Minnesota United. He says Minnesota United, and yeah. 12 minutes later, I'm not done talking and everyone else has gone to sleep. And so yeah. I worried, I, I worried mm-hmm. about what would happen to you if we just let you go to town on NBA talk. So I'm here for you, Brandon. I'm yeah, here thank you. Walking with you. Well, the other thing too that we're doing, it's going to be hopefully a service to our listeners is we've warned you at the onset and we'll, we we will have at this point put it into the actual copy of this warning everybody, this is about hoops. So I don't think anybody is going to be if you're just if you're going to continue listening, you you have signed up for the ride. Like that's right. This is this is just this is this is the disclaimer. Of our craziness. We have yes, a, we have a lot to talk about, but we're specifically just talking about the about the hoops right now. Yeah, and let's hope sometime later this week, LOL, um, we'll have another podcast. Sometime to talk in February, about other things. we'll finally get to that wild season preview we meant to do. <laughs> wild season preview. Yep, Super Bowl season, Super Bowl preview, all that, all at the same time. It's going to be a really good February. But for now, I want to talk hoops. Uh, I've got a couple things I want to mm-hmm. go through. The Wolves, obviously. Mm-hmm. I've got some league-wide bros and turds. Um, right. And that's that's an it's an in-the-moment bros and turds, not a bros and turds prediction. So just so you know. Okay. Uh, I, got, I have a take or two, and then I've got some predictions for the rest of the season. But I want to start out with our beloved, yes, beloved, John. Beloved. 
We're back, baby. Our Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, have you? Let me ask you. Uh, I've been watching as much as I possibly can. Um, I've had to steal uh, some information from my friend who still has Directv to watch the Bally through the Bally Sports app on my phone. And if I can occasionally cast it to my actual television, that's a huge win for me. And a couple times I've actually been out and about and gone to a sports bar to watch. So I think for, I've probably seen, let's say, 70% of the minutes, which I think puts me in the 99.9% percentile of Wolves fans. Where are you at with your fandom right now, John? I just want to say how amazing it is that, like, two years ago, Mm-hmm. The the all of these Fox Sports regional channels were going to be sold to ESPN, and I was like, "This this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. This is going to be ESPN Plus is going to be amazing." And blah blah blah. Well, anyway, when the competition regulators were looking at this, they said, well, "That's not a good idea. They need to divest all of the regional sports channels, and someone else has to buy them." And Bally Sports bought them, and that was what a year and a half ago now. Yeah, a year ago. Right. In that time, the local teams, watching the local teams has gone from, like, the default thing that everyone did to what you're telling me right here, what you're telling me on this podcast about I had to borrow a login from my friend so I could watch it on my phone and cast it to my television. That is that is some Portuguese soccer nonsense. That is the kind of thing you have to do when you want to watch cricket from India. This is... This is amazing. This is some amazingly bad bets made by the Bally Sports people just to yeah. have already gotten to this point. So uh, our kids will not believe this, I don't think. Uh, it's one of the most tried and true truisms, I suppose, is that people love watching live sports and people will happily pay to watch live sports. It's one of the least amount of friction transactions we have in society, not even American society, across the world. That is true. And it's always been true and it always will be true. And for some reason, they still fuck that up. Literally, I mean, the only reason there's even television anymore is live sports being on television. Mm -hmm. And somehow Mm -hmm. they've screwed this up. So I... I, I I took the step of being the last person left that actually has a cable subscription, so I've been watching the Timberwolves a lot. But oh, great! I'm okay. I I near as I can tell from everyone I know who is the age of fifty and under, it's like no, no, I don't watch the Twins, the Timberwolves, the Wild, the whatever, because I don't have one thousand dollars to dedicate to right. paying for this every month. Whereas I do because I have no social life of any kind. Well, there's two types of folks. Number one are the old school folks. You're, that's you. You just that's, didn't ever I change over to the other thing. You're like, I already have this. This is good enough. Maybe someday. I'm sure. I'm. I'm guessing. But you were probably like, yeah. You know, I gotta. At some point, I'll cut the cord or whatever. I, I guess I'll figure that out at some point. And now you're like, wait, I'm so happy I didn't do that. No, it's, I think, it's worse than that. Yeah. I cut the cord and then I went back. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, so you're I in did. the second thing, which is the folks who actually had to double back. And to me, that feels like a much smaller slice of the pie because most of us were like, well, fuck that. I There's some pride involved. There's some effort involved. There's a lot of reasons why people are not doing boomerang cable subscriptions. 
Brandon, I'm going to be, this is a place of honesty, and this is the trust Of course, me. it's just so, you and me. Literally, the, we, you and I are the only people who will ever know this podcast I'm gonna, existed. I'm going to tell you right now that what happened to me was I had one streaming service that I watched, like, local sports on, and then I had another streaming service that I watched, like, Mexican soccer on, and so... <laughs> You know, I had these multiple streaming services, so it was actually very attractive and honestly cheaper to combine all of that and just get the one gigantic cable subscription mm-hmm. all in one place. Right. So I guess you what did I'm your saying— due diligence. I guess what I'm saying is that if there's anybody who's marketing old person stuff like newspapers and cable subscriptions, you're, you're going to want to bring those offers to me personally because I am— <laughs> Maybe the only person left in the 18 to 45 demographic who these things appeal to. Yeah. Well, that's you're winning in this conversation mm-hmm. because that's you're right. able to do it fairly easily. So we're getting ahead our, out of ourselves, but let's just go ahead and place Bally Sports into our turds section yeah. for the NBA season. Absolute number one. Get fucked. I hope this all ends poorly for you. And I think that it will, but it's going to take a long time for things to get good again. So... Um, so my question to you initially was, if you've been watching, you have been watching. Yep. Now, it's funny with the Wolves how quickly things change. I don't know mm-hmm. where you were at, but 4-9 and nine was a dark, dark place as a Wolves fan. <laughs> and this is Wolves fans. Remember, like yes. we're, we're used to the dark places. We, we were born in the shadows. That's right. If you were. We live our lives. <laughs> we live our lives with 18 and 53 basketball teams. Yeah. Playing so horrible games that nobody wants to see. Even with those lex- low expectations, I got to a point I'm not I'm not going to be too ashamed to admit it where I was like, "All right, it's time to trade Cat." Yeah. You know, it was 13 games into the season and those losses were very hard to watch losses. There was one Mag- Orlando Magic game where they were like up by 6 going into the fourth and then mm-hmm. somehow lost by like 25. It was like a 45 to 14 fourth quarter. I mean, it was just impossible to watch these guys. And I still, I'm sure smarter people than, than I will know exactly what changed it. I I don't really even know besides like sometimes teams just have to keep going and keep working and and things kind of turn around. Um, But they did. And it's fun. It's they're 11 and 10 right now, which is, you know, they've had starts like this um, a fair amount of years. Uh, I know a few years ago they were uh, 10 and 8, I remember, with mm-hmm. Towns and Wiggins. They had nobody else. We're like, God, I guess Towns is just that good that he's just going to will these guys to 45 wins. That didn't end up happening. They obviously had a really nice start with a Jimmy Butler year, and that continued. They were really good that year. Um, so I know that this can turn back around in uh, in a heartbeat, but so far they've just been very competitive beating the teams they're supposed to beat and uh and they have eight just rotation average or better rotation guys which you can look back through the rosters if you want to i would recommend you not doing that <laughs> uh it's been it's been a while since they've it's it's <laughs> i'm not going to sing it <laughs> i it's, don't know how you resisted that right there it's it's been some time if you will um that they actually have had eight good rotation guys. So I am just uh I'm I'm pleased as punch, Jonathan. It uh, it's funny you said 
you said, I, I don't know where you were at, but I I remember texting you, and I think it might have been at the absolute nadir when they were 4-9. and nine. Or it might have been after that Memphis game where they were up by, like, 15, and everybody knew they were going to blow it, and then they did yes. blow it. And yes. mm. they, they went behind, and then Towns hit a 45-footer at the buzzer to send it to overtime, <sighs> and then they got slapped around in overtime. It was just a, your soul leaving your body. One mm-hmm. of those losses, and after one of those, and I don't remember exactly which one it was, I texted the the sportive group and said, I- I'm thinking about taking a break from the Timberwolves <laughs> for my own mental health because I yes. can't do this anymore. It was I trying, yeah. I just, I don't know what to do. I am at my wit's end. It might have been after that Suns game when Chris Paul and Devin Booker shot 112% from in the fourth quarter, and they lost that one, too. Just oh, yeah. Painful. I think those were back-to-back games, if I oh. remember right. My God. Just and even ugly. that was like, oh, they didn't lose by much. Remember yeah. we got you get to that phase as a Wolves mm-hmm. fan? That'll happen. Hey, all right, not bad. Three quarters were fun to watch. <laughs> uh, it was just terrible. And then it felt it felt like, all right, it's right, they're going to blow this up. There's no other choice but to blow this absolutely up. And since then, they've won what seven out of eight, six out of seven, seven out of eight. Yep, seven out they're eight. Um, they're eleven and ten. They're tenth in net rating in the NBA, and they are currently. And we're recording this uh, Tuesday, November thirtieth. Um, currently, the sixth seed. We'll take <laughs> sixth that seed, not sixth in a play-in spot, not uh-uh. in a play-in spot. Nope, actual will be able to play in the playoffs if it ended right now. So I think right now it's like just cross fingers. For health, no, that's that's really the main thing. Um, At one point, weren't they in like the top five and defensively as well? Yeah, I think they're. Um, I could look this up, but why would I do that? I think they're still like eighth or ninth defensively. Now their offense is not as as playing as well as, I, as certainly as what we all expected. They're still eighteenth to twentieth offensively. Um, that's what happens when you go multiple games shooting like three of twenty nine from three point land. So. That's not great, but uh, but they're getting better. They're slowly crawling into it, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's been a I think it's been a fun, I think it's been a fun start. Um, John, I have to tell you, um, I think Chicken Fingers just logged in All right. to the uh, to the Zoom and uh, and wanted to uh, say something to us. All right, Chicken's so got we'll his hand give... raised. Let's go. Let's yep. throw this over to Chicken. Brandon, this is Tom Strange. Your opinion is stupid. Go fuck yourself at Hopkins Crossroads and also go fuck yourself at 494 and Radio Drive. What the? That's not... It doesn't even make any sense. I I can't believe we got Tom Shane on the podcast. Yeah. Is he a sponsor? I don't... I guess he is now. Huh. I guess I'll send him an invoice. Huh. Uh, uh, it doesn't get better than that. All right. So uh, my next thing is I want to give 25% of the way through the season grades for the Wolves. This right. is how this is are, how wonky we're getting Are we here, going player by player? We're going um, – I'm only going to rank eight guys or oh. grade eight guys because all the rest of them I don't care about. Well, I think you got uh, – 
I, I take issue with not going at least 11 deep here. All right, how about this? I'll do the eight, and then if you can name another guy after the eight, then I'll give him a grade. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, we can do that. Let's do it. Carl Anthony Towns, A minus. A minus? Been really good. A minus. Yep, he's awesome, but he's also a huge baby. Oh. Uh, Doesn't I'm that getting, drive you absolutely nuts? I'm getting so sick of, like, you know, I guess maybe I would give him a little bit longer leash if he was 19, you know? Right. Uh, and just getting into the season. This is a grown-ass man at this point. Like, he's 26, 27 years old, um, complaining, whining, flopping, falling down and staying down. I mean, I watch my 10-year-old is just now starting to get into, like, actually wanting to watch with me, which is super fun. Um, and even he is like, why is he just lying on one side of the court and not getting up? <laughs> it's just so that part is, and I, this is, it's tough because he still is by far the best player on the team, an amazing shooter. Uh, and you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of, well, it's by far what matters most. Um, you know, maybe not great defensive instincts still, but I do like that they are, seem a little bit better than last year. And John, since you've been watching, we have to point out he's good for one to two of the most comically bad passes you will ever see. <laughs> like the dude who gave up playing at lifetime, who was just like, ah, fuck it. I'll see if I can do a cross court over the back to my buddy standing in the corner, getting a drink of water. I wonder if I can hit him in the head. Couple of those every single game. Now one, every six games, maybe be like, oh, okay. That's fine. It's like once a half. I would say Carl Anthony Towns is the best basketball player in NBA history who looks like he's terrible at basketball. Yes. Like not pretty. Nothing's pretty. <laughs> he is his three pointer, like he doesn't even jump. It's like no. a set shot. It's just it's it's amazing because quite often for for reasons that absolutely befuddle me, they they set up an offensive set in which Cat is required to take put the ball on the floor and take it to the hole, and every time he looks like there are probably there are three invisible defenders that are just hammering him the whole way down the lane. Mm-hmm. And after studying it, I've discovered that there's two reasons for that. Number one, whoever's guarding him is absolutely hammering him all the way down the lane <laughs> true. every it's time true. because uh-huh. I mean he. He's so big and looks so bad that I think everybody in the league has figured out we can just follow this guy as much as we want, and nobody's ever going to call anything because he's the biggest whiner in the whole entire league. You can't tell. Yeah, he's just always <laughs> flopping around anyway. But secondly, he he just like last night they were he he drove to the basket and he had five fouls already, and he was worried about running into somebody. And so he took two dribbles, and then he sort of oh, yeah. picked the ball up like he was going to just do a runner in the lane. And the ball just flew out of his hands, and it went up in the air sort of sideways away from the rim right where he was landing. And then he caught it again and tried to shoot. Just like the, the kid the kid who is six foot three in the sixth grade and can't control any of his limbs and mm-hmm. doesn't really know the rules of basketball, that's what that looked like. And he is exactly. absolutely the best player on the Timberwolves, and it's just, it's 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 bewildering on a nightly basis. It's utterly bewildering. No, I 
That's a good point. Well, hold on. I think it's a good point, but uh, Chicken's got his hand raised again. Uh, let's see what, what Chicken has to say. John, that basketball opinion was also stupid. You no longer have a friend in the diamond business. <laughs> this is top shame. <laughs> oh, jeez. How could That's you? just seems so harsh. <laughs> oh, that, that personally hurt me. How many times has he told you that you do have a friend in the diamond business, John, and for yet, most of your life? Just for and that one, one Carl Anthony Towns opinion. Which didn't even feel like a controversial uh, opinion. I, man, that's I'm sorry to sorry to spring that on you, John. I didn't know what was coming. That hurt. I don't know what to do for the rest of this podcast. Okay, moving on. Ant. I'm also giving him an A minus, Jonathan. All right. Um, 22 points a game, seven assists or seven rebounds and four assists is about all you could have hoped for realistically from him for this year. That's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so just it's all just great. I mean, he, there's been a couple no show games where it definitely seems like he's like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll score only eight tonight, you know, and not do a whole lot. And but it's it's pretty rare, and overall, it's been. It's been so fun, and he has absolutely taken over and almost single-handedly won a couple games for us already. Uh, uh, electric, John. He's electric. I love him so much. <laughs> he he definitely has to – I don't know if there's a stat for this, but he has to lead the league in dribbles just for the number of times he just stands at the top of the key, mm-hmm. bouncing mm-hmm. the ball for 12 straight seconds as he you know does 25 jab steps and – it's funny because you watch him and you're like, well, he's going to try to take this to the hole. And he knows it, and the defender knows it, and yet he's still so amazingly quick, he's just by him. He's mm-hmm. just by him, and then either somebody steps up and gets absolutely trucked over as Edwards dunks over them, or nobody gets in his way because why would you get in his way? Because you're just going to hurt yourself. Yeah, And it's it's amazing to watch. And it also drives me nuts, like, in the fourth quarter when he gets the ball at the top of the key and then doesn't do anything and just dribbles for 10 seconds. And it's like it's it's like he just it's like a record getting stuck. And you just want to be like, all right, do one of the two things. Either you're right. going to you're going to take a crazy three pointer, which has about a 20 percent chance of going in, or you're going to somehow get behind this poor get by this poor sad sack defender and do something absolutely awesome. Just do one of the two. Don't just stand there dribbling. If you're going to just stand there and dribble, pass the ball to someone else. Right. Or ask for a pick. <laughs> or, or, you know, we could run a pick and roll. I, I don't know if anybody's thought of this. It's not the the one basic play that every NBA team runs on 50% of their sets every game. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, and there's also been times, too, where I think he's just, like, with his body control and understanding his ability sometimes comes a little short. Like, he goes up for a layup and doesn't realize actually how high he is in the air and that he could actually dunk it on somebody and he sort of does some weird wraparound reverse layup something or other where he could be a little bit more um straightforward with what he does so i think he'll learn that but uh i was just sort of nervous for sophomore slump Mm -hmm. type things you know you 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 figure a guy out it's and uh and there has been just so many times when you can not maybe not fully defend but but somewhat neutralize some of these guys and for him to figure it out some of that sort of stuff 
And also, I think to me, most encouragingly, and the thing that I used to rant and rave and piss and moan and hoot and holler about with Andrew Wiggins was um, he should never have gone a game with under 10 rebounds and assists combined. Like, just never, right. ever, ever. With his ability, uh, with his athleticism, it should never have happened. And every game, it was five rebounds, two assists. Four rebounds, one assist. Just not doing anything besides scoring. And so what I have loved so far is there's been a few games when maybe he's not scoring the way he should, but he'll end up with nine assists and, you know, five or six uh, or nine rebounds, five or six assists, three, four steals. Like he does other stuff sometimes too. And I think that's a good sign for the future. Um, I mean, he's leading the team in steals this year. Yeah. He said yeah, he one was going to, and now he's leading the team in steals. That's I amazing. know. It it doesn't seem like a big number, but if you can get up to two steals, that's pretty elite company uh, per game. So I think he could probably get there, which is which is excellent because for the most part, a steal leads to points. So, um, so that's really cool. Okay. Right. I'm also surprisingly going to give D'Lo, I think also John, an A-. minus. Wow. You yeah. are... All right. Now Feeling... we're... I, I feel like good. we're getting a little bit too lenient after winning seven out of eight here. I know. Um, he's the slowest human I've ever seen play professional basketball. There's, <laughs> I, I don't even know, like, Gorgie? Like, I'm trying to think of someone who looks slower on would, the court. I would love a Gorgie D'Lo foot race. Just, like, yeah. to one baseline and back just to see what happens. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. But he's... Uh, he still hasn't been shooting great so far this year, but um, but overall, he you know he ends up he will end up being a really good shooter because he is every year really good passer. His defense somehow seems better. I don't know. It probably I mean, could be just I might be a little too lenient on this one, but his plus minus is really good. I don't know. I lo- I love D'Lo partially because you know he's he's a professional basketball player and yet. He absolutely has the game of a 43-year-old man at the YMCA. Yes. Just yeah. the same the same crafty weird dribbling. Oh, it's just it's perfect. It's an he shows old up man and... game. He's 25 years old. He's an old man out on the floor. Yeah. I love yep. it. Yep, he's wearing new balance, some old tube socks, steps on the court and just absolutely rips your throat out. <laughs> That's right. He's got the rec specs, he's got the sweatbands. All of it. Socks pulled up to his knees. It just, uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. He is, I I don't think there's any question that out of the quote-unquote big three, he's the third best player. And yet I think he might be my favorite for that very reason. Yep. Yep. Sort of lulls you into thinking he's terrible, and then anytime he does something good, he's almost in the inverse of Wiggins in that regard. (laughs) Wiggins is so talented. Everything he does, you're like, well... Yeah, you should be doing that all the time, you stupid asshole. Every time D'Lo does something, like, wow, I I can't believe that happened. Right. I cannot believe he just hit a three pointer in the in an NBA game. And I feel okay, like we my... we've started to see a couple of those signs. Like every time D'Lo played a game against the Timberwolves, and I won't go back and check this, but every time he shot ninety four percent for the game yes. and scored mm-hmm. fifty three points, fifty points a game, and yep. especially That's in true. the fourth quarter, he has never once. And this is a this is a record throughout the NBA. He's never once missed a shot in the fourth quarter against the Timberwolves. <laughs> it's never happened one time. Yeah. I, he's tied with Chris Paul and Devin Booker with a hundred percent shooting percentage 
in the fourth quarter against the Timberwolves. But we finally started to see, like, I feel like it hasn't happened over the over the past year and a half or whatever, but it, we finally started to see a few flashes of that D-Low. And yeah. that is the D-Low that everybody thought that the Wolves were getting when they got D-Low. And it's exciting. It's exciting, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's good, it's fun. And it, and it has to be, and we know that because you just mentioned it, one of the most exasperating guys to root against. Not because you hate him, but you're like, this guy? We're getting beat by this guy? Right. Ugh. It's like every... <laughs> so one of one of the things about the Timberwolves is there are... There are like seven Eastern European centers in the NBA, and anytime any of them play the Timberwolves, you can just pencil them in for 30 points, somehow 37 rebounds, 15 of them on the <laughs> offensive end, and 14 assists. And it's just utterly frustrating to watch these watch these dudes with eyes pointing in different directions or whatever. And <laughs> just... <laughs> Absolutely dominate the Timberwolves on both ends of the floor. Uh, uh, okay, so we are both uh, feeling good about D'Lo. Uh, I'm sorry to do this, John. This is the last time I do this, but Chicken right. has his hand raised. Oh, no. One final time. Let's see what he thinks about our D'Lo opinion. Brandon and John, what you just said about the Timberwolves reminds me of a recent trip I took to Antwerp, Belgium, to hand-select diamonds for my customers. I ran into a prostitute whose brain was riddled with syphilis. Her recurring UTI infections had poisoned her brain, yet she was more coherent than anything you two said tonight. Jeez, he's just getting so much... It's personal. It's really? Personal. The best part about this Tom Shane impersonation is it actually is a fairly good imitation of Sid Hartman in the mid-1980s as well. <laughs> so it's like a double insult. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, fourth best player this year has been Vando, Jared Vanderbilt. I give him a oh, B. Who doesn't I give him love a B. Vando? Love him so much. He's uh, this generation's Dennis Rodman. Right. Yep. New Dennis Rodman. I did go there. (laughs) He's got 453 floor burns because he cannot stay upright for any length Mm -hmm. of time. Uh Unlike Towns, he does get back up and gets back in the play, which is pretty cool. He doesn't spend all of his time on the floor yelling at the officials about perceived slights or other other insults he's taken. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think he's been our fourth best player. Fifth best, Pat Bev. I was kind of Pat Bev is an angry man. I didn't. I did not know how angry of a man Pat Bev was. Yeah, and and really, really annoying and obnoxious, just as a as a person. Not even uh, <laughs> defending, but you can tell when he's like asking the ref something over and over and over, and the ref answers him and has to repeatedly tell him. He's just like, God, you just back up, just calm down and back up. This is not even you being competitive. It's just you being an annoying person. So. I did actually think the old you hate him when he's you're playing against him and you love him when he's on your team was actually kind of a myth. I always felt like, mm-hmm. no, actually, that person's just an asshole. You know, because there's so many guys like, I didn't love A.J. Pierzynski when he was on the team. I just thought, like, he's annoying as shit. He's annoying. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. 
But I can sort of squint and see the Pat Bev part of all of that. Maybe he's changed my mind a little bit on that being a, a full myth because he has been good for the team. And even though he's been annoying and obnoxious at times, it hasn't been to a point where I've been like, you know, embarrassed to cheer for him or anything. He's generally been like he and Vando are such a great pairing with Cat Ant and D'Lo as a starting unit. Like it just makes a ton of sense. I love how much sense it makes. That doesn't happen very often for us. It does kind of feel like the Timberwolves do need someone like Pat Bev, who's over the age of 30 and is just a grumpy, difficult person to be around. They yes. Need that, they need that grit just to, to add something to what would otherwise be a happy-go-lucky or, in Cat's case, whiny team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's been great. So he's been my fifth, uh, number five. Give him a B. Right. Uh, Nas. Six best. Good. Also a solid B. I, I do think it's funny that this team basically has two big guys and both of their best offensive weapon is standing at the top of the key shooting threes. Barely jumping. Barely shooting threes. jumping. Now on their tippy toes, just throwing in 40%. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Then are there three-pointers. Yeah, I haven't looked, but I have to imagine we're the lowest in the league in like uh, post, yeah. post-ups, post-shots. I mean, Cat yeah. does make a lot of them, but... Um. Yeah. No. It's crazy. Um. Yeah, my our cat is like. Does that count as a post up? He, he was running toward the basket and then he tripped and he <laughs> kept dribbling, but his back was turned to the basket, and then three people fouled him and somehow he threw the ball up at the hoop and it went in and he didn't get a call and he ran over to the official and shouted in his face for a while. Is that a post point? I guess it took place close to the rim. God, he's just, yeah, he is so just not fun to watch. And, and his weird, like, kind of long hair and scraggly beard, he just looks absolutely disheveled in every way. <laughs> he, I mean, he is fun to watch for that reason, though. Like, how is this happening? And you're like, man, quit complaining about being fouled. And then they show the replay, and somebody has a golf club whacking him across the forearms, <laughs> and it's not getting called. It's like, oh, I can see why he was angry, but still, you got to stop complaining, bud. It's like, how is Demonta Sabonis actually getting a piggyback ride from Cat <laughs> in the lane? Like, he's the... dragging him through like he's his uncle. <laughs> On his back, hitting him with a riding crop, <laughs> like he's riding a racehorse, and somehow this is not getting called? I don't understand. <laughs> Oh man, Cat the Horse would be a good name. Cat the Horse. Um, 
my seventh best is uh, Malik Beasley, but I'm also giving him a D. He's been very bad so far. Yeah, he uh, turned... great. He hit a big three pointer last night, though. He did. That was great. Off a good pass by Off. our friend D'Lo, <laughs> which so was, was you know one of those crafty things where he pretended to be looking the other way and mm-hmm. then whipped a cross court pass to the corner. Love it, just barely. Old yeah, loved game. it. Yeah, I think spending part of his summer in prison was probably not good for him. So, who knew? <laughs> yeah, but he's still like a professional rotation player. Yeah, so. I mean, he hasn't started the game yet. I don't think, which is no, I I'm. Uh, He's still contributing some from the second unit, which is very helpful. Totally. So if he's your third best player, you're in trouble. He's our seventh best player. And maybe would end up being our sixth because he probably should end up being better than Nas, but still pretty cool. And then my number eight guy is Jaden McDaniels. Um, I love him. Mm -hmm. love him so much. Uh, He's kind of struggled this year. He's fouled out of almost half the games, it feels like, or has been in foul trouble. I don't know why that's happening. I mean, obviously part of it is... He's on harder assignments, and he weighs legitimately like 190 pounds or something. Right. So it's possible he's just getting completely worked over physically, but I don't even <laughs> has, know what it is. He has Corey Brewer's legs as his entire body. Mm-hmm. Same with Vanderbilt, too. <laughs> Both of them are just skinny human beings. Yeah, totally. Um, sorry, one second. Legs f- for his body. I'm just <laughs> typing some stuff down. Yep. <laughs> just gotta note that um he showed a little bit of promise offensively like he's taken it to the hole a little bit more than than he had last year so i've still got hope for him and again if he's our eighth best player that's that's excellent news so those are my eight the ma- my eight rotation guys who else do you want to do some grades for uh, i want to hear your grade for josh kogi josh kogi i'm going to give a d plus and I'm giving him a plus because his block last night to seal the game was you outstanding. Mean the absolutely impossible block where he was two steps behind someone and then that guy didn't slow down but just decided he was going to throw up a floater. And in that moment where his body went from running to jumping, somehow Akogi took three steps and jumped up and swatted his shot directly back where it came from. Maybe. Backwards. <laughs> he got in front of him while in midair and then blocked it in the opposite direction. Okogi is, we talk about Ant and his body control, and he's just, he's, he's sort of getting used to these things. And Cat is sort of ungainly and does all of these sort of awkward things. But Okogi, I had, I had a friend growing up who was absolutely the most athletic human being I've ever met in my entire life. He could throw a baseball farther than. I could hit a baseball and he could run the hundred yard dash in about 10 seconds. And he was absolutely useless in every sport he played because he just could not control his body in any real way whatsoever. (laughs) So like, you know, he, we'd be playing basketball and he'd turn around 40 feet away from the basket and throw up a shot and it hit the back of the backboard and the backboard would crack in half and a fire would start. And it just, (laughs) Uh-huh. He could not figure out what was going on. He just could not harness that athleticism in any way. And Okogi is the NBA version of that. Like, he, he took a shot out of the corner last night that, oh, it, it was if mm. Ricky Rubio was blindfolded and one of his shoulders was separated. That's what it looked like. Oh, man. It's just got to be so frustrating for him to know 
there is legitimately $50 million waiting for him on a table if he can learn to be league average at three-point shooting. Because that's how good he is defensively. But if he's not going to dribble and he's not going to pass, he has to learn how to shoot, and he just can't do it. This are, these are wide-open set shots. I know. And these are shots that you or I could learn. Like, you just do as much of those as you can. And for some reason, he just – he's young, so maybe. But it's not – he's not that young. You know, it's not like he's not had a chance to, yeah, to learn how to shoot. It's just crazy. If he was 19, it would be one thing. Yeah, yeah. It you just goes to show you how hard it is to learn that because these are world-class athletes who know – who have more motivation than – Really, honestly, you could possibly imagine with how much money is sitting on the table for some of these guys to turn into 3 and D guys. I mean, there's $100 million contracts waiting. Or there's a $30 million contract uh, if you can't figure it out. So it's just, uh, yeah, that for that reason, I was like, well, he'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I, We're not asking him to turn into a playmaker. He doesn't need to be our, you know, the next Donovan Mitchell. He just needs to be able to shoot threes at 35 percent and he'll be wide open every time he does it and he still just (laughs) can't figure it out i mean he said like dnps he has not been playing at all uh, he's he's a career 27 percent three-point shooter man that's tough you feel for him you feel bad for the guy Uh uh-huh uh-huh but yet he's so good defensively that he does make sense when you're trying to hold on to a lead or late second possessions or even as like some other guys like last night three of our eight main rotation guys have been out so you got to throw him in there and yeah he made he made a play made a great play he made a bunch of them actually so um yeah it's a nice problem to have i suppose all right who else you got if the nba ever i just want to say about a kogi if the nba ever introduces substitutions on the fly like hockey or lacrosse Uh or whatever he's going to be immediate hundred million dollar player because he's that oh yeah defense and yep Yet on offense, he's a liability. It's it's sad. You know, I, I'm looking down this list of guys I wanted your opinion on, and I find that I don't want your opinion on them anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just not Leandro Bolmaro. What do you what do you think? I mean, he's played well. John, he he minutes. wears number nine, so I hate him. Mm, I hate him. So I, I hate Prince for that reason too. Honestly, he'll yep. always be the guy. That took our sweet, beautiful son away. And I know yep. he didn't choose to be traded here, but I still hold him responsible. It's right. Yeah. No, I hate him. I hate his guts. Mm-hmm. So that's the Wolves right now. Um, they, uh, John, I have to ask you, why Why would we not get the five seed this season? Um, because Two questions for you, John. <laughs> why not us? Why and not? Before you answer, follow-up question. Why not now? Well, uh, just looking at the teams around the Tim Rules in the standings. Yeah. One of them is the Lakers, who have the best player in the history of basketball. He's got COVID. Well, okay. But the, I guess he is an old man. so I He's guess old. That, that could throw a wrench in things. But there are, there, despite the Western Conference not being very good anymore, there are some good teams around the Tim Rules. That have good players. Yes, definitely. I would say uh, Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah are very easily better than the Timberwolves, even in a best-case scenario. We could take a game off them once in a while, but for the most part, uh, they are much better. So the absolute, uh, without dudes you know, getting seriously injured or dying, 
the best, best, best case scenario, holy shit, everything broke amazingly for us, is a four seed. Right. So, but, but mean, you throw in, as you mentioned, there's a bunch of other good teams. The Clippers are really good. Yeah, they the destroy the, the Wolves. Yeah. And it was that was first. Sure. I mean, we've already complained about some of the games. That was the biggest piss pounding that's yeah. happened this season. It Absolutely. was incredible. They were playing. It was two different sports. Um, so they're really good. Uh, Denver should be good. Jokic is amazing, but they've now lost a couple other guys for injury. You mentioned the Lakers, but they've been an absolute mess. They've been so bad. They've been the easiest schedule, and they're still not even. I don't. Are they five hundred? Ten and ten? Ten and they eleven? Something like that. They are five hundred. Yes. But the easiest schedule. So they're an absolute mess. LeBron's going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, it's open. I know the actual, not even rhetorical, is why not the five seed is, we know the answer. They're the Timberwolves. They'll fuck this up somehow. Um, Towns, Towns is, it's not even a joke. His falling is going to cause another injury. He already fell and and broke his wrist once last year. I think that was from a fall. Um his lack of athleticism is going to cost them games at some point here. Well, so at, that's yeah. At most some likely. point, he's he's not going to be able to play eighty two games this year. No, I know I, he he's one of those guys that usually plays eighty two games, right? Yeah, he played every game his first three seasons. First three seasons, yeah, for sure. But it was Iron Man. I mean, he he's already if if you really went down and did an honest listing of all the things that were hurting him right now, he probably has seven different injuries already this season. At mm-hmm. some point, they're going to have to sit him down for a game or two at a time and just be like, try to try to get to the point where your wrist and your ankle and your elbow and your shoulder and both knees don't hurt right now. Right. So that's probably why it won't happen. But I do have to say, on the evening of November 30th, it's all somewhat in play. Like they, you look at the other teams that we've talked about, they're good, but you also could very easily talk yourself into like, yeah, Jokic is way better than Towns, but Edwards and D'Lo are way better than whatever else they have as their second, because all their other guys are injured. So Portland sucks. I mean, here's the other thing you look down, the Timberwolves are not in the play in, in spot right now, but you look down at the teams below the play in line. Sacramento is garbage, has fired their coach. Yep. San Antonio is garbage despite pop. Terrible. Oklahoma City not trying to win. New Orleans, well, I guess they're getting Zion back. So, but they even already, when they had him last year, they sucked. Yeah, and Houston is trying to get relegated to a different league. I know that's not possible in the NBA, but <laughs> they're just hoping. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, there are. <laughs> We talk about the Wolves and trying to get a play-in spot, and I think that's still probably their baseline goal. But at the same time, there are five truly bad teams in Mm -hmm. the Western Conference. And if the Timberwolves do manage to finish behind any of those teams, they should be ashamed of themselves. Absolutely. And somehow, of course, but it's a a new day, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Um Hold on, I just said it's a new day, and so I need to call in Tom Shane one more time. Uh, no. Brandon, this is Tom Shane. It's a repeat. Your opinion is stupid. Go fuck yourself at Hopkins Crossroads, <laughs> and also go fuck yourself at 494 and Radio Drive. <laughs> I I did that to myself. I shouldn't have said it's yeah. a new. It's a new no, one. you deserve that one. 
Uh-huh. All right, let's um we're going to have to just rifle through all my other thoughts, all John. I NBA thought that topics. all my other NBA topics. Um and I'll go as quick as I can. I've got bros, I've got turds, I've got takes, and I've got predictions. So four right. more sections Let's left. hear it. Hit me with it. My bros. Bros first. Bros first. Uh, the Timberwolves, the Cavaliers, the Hornets, the Chicago Bulls, Memphis Grizzlies, and Clippers. Six teams that are all very fun to watch. Those are my six most fun teams to watch. Now, I'm biased because I had to remove a bunch of teams that are technically fun to watch, but I hate them. Um, like the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. So I still have but those so those are my six. If I remove my hatred, uh that are super fun. So if you're Who are like the six a again? I want to hear the six again. Okay. Cleveland. Cavaliers. That's an upset. That's a real upset right there. <laughs> Rubio's on the team, bud. Oh, I guess that's true. He scored thirty five one night. Yeah, on like eight for nine threes in right. New York or something. You're right. Uh, I love the Char- Cavali- I love the Cleveland Cavaliers. Charlotte Hornets. An- another odd pick, but I'm right there with you. LaMelo Ball. He's great. Nah, nah, nah. I'm okay. still mad about the rookie of the year voting last year. Sure, sure. Um, Chicago Bulls. I See, that that one was one of those. When I look at the standings now, it's like, no, that doesn't seem right. I think they have that record backwards. It I just think felt a, a little bit too much glitch. thrown together. The, yeah. like. Vucevic and Zach Levine last year were thrown together, and they didn't even get any better, and they even missed the playoffs, which is, again, with 10 teams, it's hard to do. It was hard to do, yeah. And you're like, oh, these guys are useless. And then they added in DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Alex Caruso, and I was like, oh, uh, hold on. I'm not exactly – we've never seen these guys play together. They're all very distinct players. They're all very quirky. And so that much quirk just felt like too much. And it's been working, and it's great. I love Caruso, of course. I love Lonzo Ball. Um, dudes who are just smart and good defensive players, and I like guys like that. We love Rubio, of course. So it's a similar sort of vibe over there. So I didn't want I didn't want it to work. I don't know why, but I didn't. Uh, but I have to admit they're they're pretty fun. Um, Memphis Grizzlies. That's a hard one because they beat us a lot, but. Mm-hmm. Man, Ja Morant is just really, really good. It's really only for him because I think yeah. the rest of the team is they, – they just gave us Pat Beverly for Jared Culver and Juancho Hernan Gomez, both guys who, like, shouldn't be in the NBA. And they just gave us Pat Bev, who, by the way, not only is he really good, but I think he's on an expiring contract. So we could, like, get something of value for him. You know, like, you don't think the Lakers would give us, like – a few picks and assets for Pat Bev, I think they probably would. It's funny because Morant is amazing, and yet Memphis's entire roster has just been made up of grumpy jerks for as since they moved from Vancouver. Yep. It's just it's the weirdest thing that every year they manage to find eleven guys who hate the world and hate themselves. Yeah, just Dylan Brooks just scowling. Yeah. Just angry. Angry uh-huh. people. Yep, but Jaw is just really good. Um, and then I also added the Clippers, which is weird, but is I actually weird. had some sort of respect for how badly they pounded the shit out of the Wolves just by doubling Towns mm-hmm. and watched the rest of the team just freak the fuck out and have no idea what to do. Uh, and they're just like, we're going to do it every time. We're going to do it every single time. You guys figured out. So that's pretty cool. Good coaching. Um 
Paul George gets shit on so much. Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, yeah, he deserves it. And other times I'm like, nah, he's really good. So mm. as of now, I've got them in the bros, in the bros column. Uh, another bro, uh, parody, <laughs> just in general. That's pretty cool. You should watch like the parody. NHL, Brandon. You'd love the, you'd love the NHL if you love parody. Yeah. Maybe it's too much. Maybe this is just a, you know, because the NFL has, I think, too much parody. It's kind of right. fun to see teams, you know, be awesome. But um, for now, it's kind of a welcome change. Both the East and the West are absolutely wide open. It was similar last year, too. I mean, uh, you look at the the one seeds, um, you know, the Lakers were a seven seed. The, you know, Suns kind of came out of nowhere. It's been a few years now. It's been pretty cool. Uh, so that's one of my bros. Another bros, uh, the rookies. There's a couple of rookies that are fun to watch. Evan Mobley on our Cavs, our beloved Cavs. He's a monster. I mean, people are saying shades of KG. That seems a little bit sacrilegious. No, but you can't say that. You could give me a. I could. I could be talked into a Chris Bosh. Mm, all right. I might as be long talked as you into don't like a KG. That's fine. Right. Uh, I could be maybe convinced if I squinted to see like a. Poor man's Anthony Davis? Sure. Wow. <laughs> I, I would say that's a fairly poor man's Anthony Davis, but I, super, I, I mean, really, really poor. Yeah, very yeah. poor. Um, Scotty Barnes, pretty cool, kind of a versatile jack of all trades guy. And uh, and I kind of like Cade Cunningham, too. Um, he is the number one pick. He was an obvious number one pick, even in a, in a really, really solid draft. And so people have that don't watch a ton of or didn't watch a ton of him in college and just in general are like, well, the NBA is founded upon athleticism first and foremost. And this dude is not athletic. And so it seemed kind of a, um, risky to consider him the number one pick. And it's, that's true. He's not been great, but the one comp that I haven't heard of um, that I met, might seem a little insane, but, I mean, we just talked about D'Lo, right? I Means maybe sort of just a taller D'Lo, like, and and better, like more of a commanding presence and like a really good defender. That's a pretty good player. So, yeah. I mean, D'Lo who can defend is a great player. Totally, yeah. So I don't know if that's actually a good comp, like physical. But if you think about like a tall ball handling, you know, you think of the the elite guys are LeBron and Luca and and Harden. But those dudes are just like on a different level. Cade's not that, so maybe whatever those you know the lower level below that. Anyway, he's been pretty fun to watch. Uh, sadly, Jalen Suggs. I'm not going to put him into a turd, but uh, I just wanted to mention not not been great. It's a bummer. Cool. Jim Peterson, such a bro, John. Oh, I thought for some reason I thought we started the turds, and I was like, no, 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 no. Hold on, no, no, hold on. No. Uh, okay, I'm just going to run through my other bros because I have to get this off my chest. Um, some of the fits these guys are pulling off, just absolutely <laughs> epic. Russell Westbrook one time looked like he was dressed like a school patrol. He had like a reflective vest on and shit. I the other night, Kyle Kuzma came to a game and like, I don't know, hopefully you saw some of this content. Was this the when he had the, the sweater where his sleeves were hanging down to the floor? Yeah, he looked like the, like, kids dressing up in their parents closet and then get sent to bed because they put on mom's hot pink sweater it was like a f- sleeves of an actual like 18 inches past his arms 
just incredible. These just guys why just why is the question? Why? No, no clue. No one knows. It doesn't make any sense. It's not cool looking. It's not comfortable. It's the opposite of anything you'd ever want uh, in clothing. But uh, I don't know, man. Got some likes, so that's pretty fun. Uh, and then lastly, guys are not getting as many bullshit calls as they did in prior years. And this is an actual number one bro would be mm-hmm. the league office for calling it because. It's been awesome. I'm sure they'll backslide a little bit, but there has been it's been so refreshing. Multiple, I would say a dozen times or more. There's been some weird dude like jumping sideways to get a call. And they're just like, Nope, that's not gonna happen. Or we're gonna call it on you. So that's a good one. <laughs> it's it's funny to see them doing what they absolutely should have done from the very first moment and what any what any fourth grade basketball coach would have done in that scenario is like, no, I'm not calling a foul on that. No. And yeah, in exactly. fact, I'm going to call you for traveling just <laughs> so you stop doing that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's been great. Okay. Moving on to turds. We already talked about it. The number one turd with a bullet is cats whining this year. <laughs> I can't get over it. I can't understand it. I, I mean, we went, I've gone to two games, took my family to one and then, uh, got uh, fortunate. I uh, got some nice tickets with some friends for another one, like a date night. And both times it was just, he's so, I mean, we've talked about it. There's no need to go through it again. It's awful though. And I have no idea what he's going to do. He has a couple games where it seems like he's figured it out. And then he'll fall off the wagon again and piss and moan just like last night. It's like, dude, you you were doing so well. You had been wine sober for a week. And you you fell off the wagon, it's the wine wagon. Because he's very aware of it. It's not like he's not aware that he needs to stop this, but he just cannot help himself. It's like Rashid Wallace and technicals, but with whining. There was a game that we went to earlier this year where he like got his fifth foul, and the fans were booing, and he was like doing the like arms raised, pumping the fans up, not because they were doing well because they're winning is because he was so upset about the foul call that he wanted them to continue booing. Like mm-hmm. you're on the bench, dude. You just got pulled out of the game with like 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. This is not helping your case, but they're half the fans are booing you. <laughs> he, he can't help He's himself. Like, he cannot yeah. stop. Oh God. It's so bad. Um, end of game still take too long. That's, that's a turd for sure. Uh, just the season in general is too long. There's a turd. Uh, Lakers, turds. Steph, mm-hmm. Steph dancing. I just can't handle this anymore. Uh, I'm trying not to be too sour about it, but, you know, to me, hubris is, like, the number one. I don't even think it's one of the seven deadly sins. Pride, maybe? or I'm not sure. But hubris bothers me more than anything, and we've talked about it, I think, on this podcast. I've certainly talked about it plenty just overall in my life, but the owner of the Warriors with his we're light years ahead of every other organization comment uh, has just been the most annoying, frustrating thing for anybody to ever say. Number one, one of the rules that I that I live by is you can be an asshole or you can be wrong, but you can't be both. Um and he was both in that regard, right? He was being kind of a prick, but also he was wrong because they weren't light years ahead of anybody. They got Steph Curry on their team. Yeah. That's I what mean, happened. That Nothing is else. And then quite the development, sir. 
Yeah, and for two years, the the salary cap came to a point where all of a sudden Kevin Durant was like, ah, fuck it. I just want to play with you guys. I'm sick of trying hard. Um, so the past couple years when the Warriors have been bad have felt really good to me, like a comeuppance that was well-deserved, and it just made me really happy. And so now they are fucking great again, and it really brings me a lot of pain. And I don't like that I have to cheer against Steph Curry, but I cannot handle him doing the airplane little kid run around the stadium after making a jump shot in the first quarter. He makes a three, and then he counts with his fingers, one, two, three, and he's just such a dork. I can't handle it. I'm so just, sour about it. I hate the Warriors. He's made out of cheese. He's just, he's just the corniest. And I'm a dad, John. We're yeah. dads. We should be okay with this. But he doesn't look... He's not like dad corny. He's like little kid being an asshole to the other team yeah. corny. And again, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even usually like... He's a cocky fifth grader. Yeah, exactly. And I'm usually like pro, like running up the score. Like, I don't give a shit. You should stop them. Like, I'm not really that guy typically where I'm scolding teams for like doing stuff like that but man i just can't handle it's it's that combined with his organization uh combined with andrew wiggins is on the team and i have to listen to like nba podcasts be like oh ho, ho, he's great <laughs> like the dude has like two assists per game he plays 38 minutes a night with steph fucking curry and he has two assists a game john if you and i played on the team and instead of passing it to steph curry with our arms like a usual pass we decided to like drop kick punt a pass over to steph curry Mm -hmm. i feel like we would still end up with more than two assists per game just having it luckily go to him and he makes the shot how how is this humanly possible it's almost impossible to play more than 10 minutes with the golden state warriors and not get more than two assists a game oh the whole thing and they're so good this year they're destroying teams steph's doing his Flying around the stadium, dork moves. I just can't handle any of it. So that's my number one turd for the for the year is the Warriors in general and Steph dancing. And honestly, I'll give myself a turd uh, as well. I'm being a turd about this. I just can't handle it. And yet I don't care. And yet I don't care. Nope. Okay. I'm just going to keep going, John. Okay. We're on to the, we're on the second to last section is, is uh, takes. Rolling. Let's my number one, I want my number one. Can take, you rank them from least spicy to most spicy? No, they're not. They're not even really spicy. In fact, John, I try to come up with takes, and one of them is not even a take. It's just something that I want to happen. <laughs> it's just a fact. I have my my only take is probably maybe not even spicy in any regard. But I think it's like I think it's over for LeBron. I think oh, I think that's not, it. Not particularly spicy. Not that spicy, but I still feel like people are hanging on to like, well, wait till he gets to the playoffs. I just, I remember last year watching Anthony Davis go down with that groin injury and saying out loud, I think that's LeBron's last chance to win a title. It's not going to happen anymore. Um, because they obviously were nothing last year without AD. The obvious thing they should have done, I thought, dumb old me is just like bring basically the same team back because they were awesome they were a one seed when they were healthy they were beating the suns two to one they were at home they were they were like i don't know 80 percent favorites to win in vegas or something so like and that was the suns they were great so like last year's team was really good 
And for some reason to panic and, and get rid of Caruso, KCP, uh, Kuzma, Mont, uh, Harrell for Russell Westbrook just felt in the moment. And I'm sure you were around for it. Pretty much every single person who knows what they're talking about within basketball was like terrible idea. That is a bad move. There is no way around it. This is not going to work out well. LeBron has never been able to thrive with a guy like this. And it's been true. All of us dumbasses were correct. They've been a disaster. And this season, he's been hurt. LeBron's been hurt. Now he's got COVID. Who the fuck knows? They're not going to be a top seed. They're really going to have to struggle. And he's he's getting old. He's not even like getting old the way Tom Brady is getting old. We're like, ah, fuck it. He'll be fine if you protect him. He doesn't need to do a ton. Um, they really need LeBron. They're useless without him. They're a seven seed without him. And I just don't know if he has it anymore. So I'm, I would love being wrong, but I think that it's way more over for LeBron than people are saying and thinking. It's like fully over. I think he's going to end with, I mean, just the four champ. I think he's got four. Um, just the four, I think, is what he's going to end with, unless some weird miracle happens. I don't even know how the Lakers are going to get good again um, for a while. So that's my take. Did you know that LeBron has played more than 60,000 minutes in his career? Yeah. Between regular season and the playoffs? It's he's un- he's That's unreal. Yeah. He's superhuman. He is, and, and he's, for those 60,000 minutes, has been absolutely devastating. He's been the most versatile player in NBA history. Legitimately was like will guard a center and a point guard every possession. Will do it, you know, kind of do it all. So it's been I mean, I love LeBron. I'm I'm totally in the tank for him. I know he's not always super fun to watch anymore. Um, like as much as, you know, kind of what you consider like aesthetically pleasing dudes like Ja. Um but uh, yeah, I just I absolutely love the guy. So maybe that's why I'm like thinking it's over because I'm thinking way more about it, and I'm sad about it. Man, I mean that he's still even moving after the amount he's played and how old he is is unreal. Yeah, I just can't wait to see where this all lands for him. Of how many seasons he ends up playing, what his all the records end up looking like for him. Um, when it's all said and done, if you're going to have like a pretend you get one guy's career, if you're starting, um, you know, a franchise or something, it'll be very obviously him, I think. So that's really cool. Um, my second is not a take, but it's just a wish. Number one, I really just desperately want Ben Simmons to get traded soon. I don't care where he goes. I don't care what he does. I'm just absolutely fascinated to see what happens with this guy. You know, it's pretty rare in any sport to have a high-profile thing like this happen that has never happened in the history of the league. It's possibly never happened in the history of any league where a very, very, very good player sucks in the playoffs. Okay, that happens all the time. That same player is like, fuck it, I want to go play somewhere else. I can't handle this. And they go, well, no, you have a contract with us. Come play with us, and we'll try to get you traded and all that. And he goes, no, I, I won't do it. I can't do it, and I won't do it. Um, there's been cases of guys sitting out, of course, that happens fairly regularly, but in this, can this, all those other cases, the team he was on sucked, right? This team's awesome. This team could be like an easy number one seed. 
and could win it all. And it wouldn't be a shock to anybody. And he's like, fuck it, I want to be out of here. The guy said some shit about him. They try to trade him. Yeah, they try to trade everybody all the time. That's how it works. So it's just really like a, a thing I, I want to have happen immediately. Um, and Honestly, I just really want to see if he can turn it around. None of this made sense to me until that other week when I found out he was Australian. And this <laughs> <laughs> this combination of yeah. this just hard-headed belligerence that makes no sense <laughs> whatsoever I was like, I don't get this guy at all. And then I found out he was Australian. And I was like, yeah. yep, this makes perfect sense. This Kind of aloof. Yep. Yeah, doesn't really want to hear anybody else's opinion. Yep. Very, very fascinating. I mean, there's really no other word for it. I, I've overused that term. but Story uh, checks out. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so now my predictions. I think that the Wolves will get a seven, the seven seed. <laughs> the first play-in spot. They'll win their plan. Oh, really? Interesting. Yep. I think they'll fuck up whoever is the 10 seed at that point, the Spurs or something. Um, They'll get waxed by Phoenix in the playoffs. Badly. Yep. Waxed badly. I'm going to hate that. But overall, we'll say it was a fun season. Ant might have, like, one really good playoff game. We'll be able to talk ourselves into it. And, you know, it'll be 43 wins or something. Really cool. Um, I think the Warriors will beat the Suns. To go to the finals. Okay. That's I think not the Nets a huge prediction, no, but okay. Nets will beat the Bucks. The Warriors will beat the Nets. They're all is aching. Yeah, that's that sounds terrible. Oh, John, it sounds so terrible. Um all right. Uh Chicken's got his hand raised again. I gotta I gotta play this just one more time. This was so good. Brandon and John what you just said about the Timberwolves reminds me of a recent trip I took to Antwerp, Belgium to hand select diamonds for my customers. I ran into a prostitute whose brain was riddled with syphilis. Her recurring UTI infections had poisoned her brain, yet... She was more coherent than anything you two said tonight. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, I just I don't want to unpack this too much, but I think he wrote I think he wrote the script down, and then he wrote UTI, and then while he was doing his impression, started to say something. He said Uta, so he was starting to pronounce. He goes, "Oh no, no, wait, that's UTI." I think that's what happened with that uh, with that reading. But in any event. <laughs> I feel like MVP, he got, he got syphilis Shane. and UTIs confused right in the middle of that sentence, unfortunately. <laughs> I think that's right, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I can't believe it, John. I had so many things I needed to get off my chest, and I did it. I got every single one out. This felt, this felt incredible. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for being a part of this with me. It's just good to talk. It's just good to hear from you. It is. It is good to talk. How much of that of that stuff that I said there were you like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, and like, huh? I don't. Who the fuck are you? Um, you had me right up until you said Scotty Barnes or whoever you said. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, you uh-huh. lost me there. I don't know who that is. Okay. okay. I don't. I don't see a lot of non Timberwolves NBA basketball. Some, but not a lot these days. Hmm. Yeah, I splurged for the league pass. Mm. Uh, 
I'm not paying for cable, so I've got the money. <laughs> I just I like that the NHL setup is great. Now they're just on ESPN Plus, and so the thing I already have means that I can watch as much hockey as I possibly want to. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So they are like the whole league. Yes. Like a league pass concept, but yep. is on ESPN Plus, so what, you can just watch basically any game. What used to be NHL TV is now just included with, with ESPN Plus, which is awesome. Wow, that's incredible. And it's like seven bucks a month or something, right? It's pretty much directed directly at me. It's not that expensive, and they have about six different soccer leagues where every game is on, and they have the NHL where every game is on, and you know all the other random ESPN stuff. It it seems pretty possible to me to just watch the ESPN Plus app and reasonably be happy as a sports fan. As long yeah, as that's as long as you're willing to not get exactly what you want. You know what I mean? It's close enough. That's fucking the N- NBA League Pass is thirty bucks a month. I'm sorry. What did you just say to me? Yeah, yeah. Thirty dollars a month. <laughs> yes, yes. Thirty dollars a month. That, but f- not for the season, for a month. Are there, Every single month. Are there deals at the start of the season where you can get the whole year for 100 bucks or something like that? John, no, there isn't. It's oh every single, it's twenty eight ninety nine a month, and I happily pay it. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. All right, I have a question at this point. Why don't you just pay for cable television and so you can watch the team you actually want to watch rather than having know. to stream it from a Croatian <laughs> website or whatever? I I gotta have more hoops in my life. Well, I gotta watch Cade Cunningham. You know, I I gotta tell you, Brandon. If you have cable, you also get the other channels that show basketball, and you can pretty much watch as much as you want. Yeah, but you don't even know who Scotty Barnes is. So, I mean, I'm I mean, I am winning stupid, in this scenario. I am definitely the stupid one here. <laughs> Jokes also, on you, pal. <laughs> also, your kids are slightly older. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. Yep, I've got lots of time and. Um, my my son calls basketball hoop ball. Oh, that's and good. I try to correct him, and he just if I, the funny thing to... is, if I'm watching hockey, he will sit directly in front of me so that his skull is perfectly blocking the entire screen. I don't know how this is possible. His head Screener. is a normal circumference, yeah. but he'll stand there, and if if there's hockey on, he'll go hoop ball, hoop ball, over and over again, and then I'll turn it to basketball because it's like, all right, I want to encourage him. I'll watch basketball. And he'll watch for four seconds and then start going, hockey, hockey. Oh, man. Yeah, he's just always on the hunt for something something better. I think what he's telling me, now that I'm saying this out loud, what he's telling me is that we need two televisions upstairs. Yes. One with hockey and one with hoop ball. Yes. I'm glad we worked this out. See, this ended up being a win for both of us tonight. We need that. We need that Uh for us. Yes. Exactly. All right, John. Um, that was fantastic. Thanks so much. Uh, it's I, just good hearing your voice, Brandon. I somewhat teased another podcast this week. Again, yeah. LOL. We'll see. What might happen? Um, you never know. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's Christmas, okay. Brandon. It's the time of miracles. It really is. Um, okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye.